0: Welcome back into talk off everybody it is friday january 27th and zach we are down one man today fortunately this is our first episode riding solo the two of us without our beloved producer jake it's a sad day it's a sad day it's a bad day but you know things happen Jake's having a good Jake's at a, uh, at the uh, Colorado Avalanche game tonight which is, he is which is sick.
1: He I'm sure he has heavy money on
0: it. I'm sure he does too. He's just uh just a uh, a guy trying to make some money at a hockey game tonight. You know, I, I was doing some thinking and uh if this podcast was a, a metaphor for sex and Jake was our condom, we're having a baby. We're trying to have a kid right now.
1: <laughs> Why do you say the things that you say? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, how that was long, a good metaphor. How long, have, how long have you been thinking about About 90 that? minutes. It's got to be more, and you know it. Probably since Jake told us he wasn't going to be on. We're
0: going unprotected today. It's the two of us against the world. I guess. I miss Jake. So we had some... Hall of Fame elections. Or I should say election. Scott Rollin.
1: Newest member that of boy. the hall. If only I knew anything like significant about Scott Rollin. Besides what I can look up on baseball reference and what I hear from everybody else. Well, well I think it's I think it's different for Well, I just can't wait to like we I think what's I can't wait till we're like Older, and the people we grew up with are getting in the Hall of Fame, and I can look back and be like, "Oh yeah, well that's the I thing. remember how good he was." That's the thing; it's like, th- it's like that's co- it's coming there, it's getting there. right.
0: A lot of the guys who we grew up watching are starting to get on the ballot now, and guys like Roland and is it, is it Rollin or Roland This is bad. That we're a Rollin. baseball podcast, and I don't even know how to pronounce this guy's last name. I think it's I think it's Rollin. Uh, the back end of his career was like when we were starting to become conscious of how the game actually worked.
1: Yeah. At a major league level. I mean, level. He, I, I, I took a look at the, at the numbers, obviously, when, when I saw that he was on the ballot and had a great career. He was a, I think, eight-time gold glover at third base, 2,000 hits, 300 homers. I mean – He's just a so, solid all-around all around player, and it's nice to see a solid all-around player actually get into the hall because we've seen how hard it is for those players to do it. The standards are becoming higher and higher every single year. If we get voters voting for one person or no people, it, it's becoming st- stupid, so I'm happy for him. I'm happy, happy he got in. I'm happy someone who like d- didn't get 3,000 hits is is in. Like It's just like a... a Solid all-around player, but the Hall of Fame vote just sucks. It, it it's not it's, fun. The
0: criteria is definitely it's almost unattainable. Like you you have to be too perfect to make the Hall of Fame, and it's this is the issue that a lot of people have with baseball over other sports, is that. It's not necessarily that we're not electing the best players in our game into the Hall of Fame, which, I mean, I guess you actually could make that point with the steroid error, which we will be talking about later in the show. But other players, Zach, and other sports, the greats are still getting in, but we don't have this, like, super high criteria that baseball has in other sports. Like, it feels like the writers are almost trying to protect the game a little too much.
1: It feels like the writers just have too much power i think they just have too much power and they can do whatever the hell they want and it, it's annoying it's annoying that you have writers from you know writers from new york that'll only vote for a-rod and writers from fucking wherever that only vote for one guy it's it's so annoying vote for who should be in used you have they have 10 votes use all 10. there's no reason for you to vote for one person or no people it just—it's so annoying. I, I, I can't stand. I can't stand the Hall of Fame for the MLB. I think it's just the the steroid thing is besides the point. Like, without even thinking about that, the Hall of Fame still is just a joke. Yeah. So,
0: so uh, Scott gets in on seventy six uh, percent of the vote uh, he received this year on his ballot. So, congrats to him. I'm going to stop you there because. Later on in our show, we're going to be discussing some Hall of Fame topics, uh, so you might want to hold your thoughts and your um, your complaints about the Hall for a few minutes. But Zach, we I guess did, that's one of your questions. It, it it might be. So Zach, we did <laughs> we did have some moves this week. Not a lot, but there was a few that were sprinkled in among the Hall of Fame chaos that falls in late January every year. Michael A. Taylor traded to the Minnesota Twins, so the Twins get another outfielder, um, and the Royals uh, get sent over left-handed pitcher Evan Sisk and right-handed pitcher Stephen Cruz in return in the deal. So the Twins, man, they're they're still making moves.
1: I like it. I, I, I'm actually a big fan of this move, and and the reason why is is we we have talked. Honestly, I don't know. We live absolutely nowhere near Minnesota and nor do I give a shit about the twins, but we have been talking about the twins nonstop for the past like three weeks. Yeah. And mostly what we've been saying is that they're extremely injury prone and that they have problems. Getting a fourth outfielder is perfect. Michael A. Taylor is the epitome of a fourth outfielder. He has been on a bunch of teams. He's very good He's quick. He's a great glove, and I think it's it, it's a contingency plan in case you know Buxton gets hurt like he always does, or Gallo sucks, or Kepler gets hurt like he has been too. So it, it's a great contingency plan. He's a great fourth outfielder. He has one of the strongest arms in the game, actually, from the outfield, which nobody expects because of how small he is. But he's quick. Not gonna hit a lot, but he's a great fourth outfielder to have on the bench. Great pinch runner. Yeah, I think he's. I think it's just a good overall move for the for the Twins, and I think it just proves that they're looking ahead. They're not looking at April and May. They're looking down the line to September when they're going to need you know backup guys to step up when their starters are injured and when they're trying to make a postseason run. They're going to need guys like Michael A. Taylor to really step up, and I I really like it. Yeah,
0: I agree with this 100%. This is a great addition for the Twins. This adds depth. And like you said, this is a guy who, if unfortunately Buxton does go down in the middle of the season with an injury, you now have a guy like Michael A. Taylor who can slot in at center. So this is this is a move for depth, but also this is almost an insurance policy against your entire outfield because this guy can play all over the place. Exactly. It's perfect. So I I love this move by the Twins. The Twins, they just keep getting better, it seems like, every day. Little by little, the team just keeps looking better in that uh, AL Central division. So that division, which we thought would be a two-team race between the Guardians and the White Sox, looks like it's it's opened up to a three-team stretch now. Apparently. Zach, your Red Sox also making a move.
1: Yeah, you you love to see that they actually make a move. And I do want to take some time to talk about the Red Sox and and talk about this move. So the Royals weren't done after giving away Michael A. Taylor, and they trade Adalberto Mondesi to the Red Sox, him and uh, another player that they still, I don't think, have named for Josh Taylor, a reliever, which I think is perfect. Josh Taylor... Is, was probably one of the most infuriating people on the Red Sox the past couple of years. Extremely injury prone, great potential. He, he came up great as a prospect and he he pitched well his rookie season and just injuries got to him. So I'm, I'm happy he's off the roster. We bring in Mondesino to play shortstop because of the Trevor Story incident. And this is what I have a problem with is Trevor's story goes down with an injury. He's very injury prone, and we didn't want him playing shortstop anyway because he's so injury prone. And look what happened—he has another injury. Yep. So Heim Bloom, and in his geniusness, decides to go out and trade with the Kansas City Royals for a guy who has not played over a hundred games for in his seven-year career.
0: He's done it once in 2019, and it, it's not the the prettiest stat line you'll ever see. But he did have 62 RBIs uh with a 263 batting average
1: 102 games when this guy came up dude he was a top prospect he was supposed to be one of the second comings he was so sought after because he is so quick he in the short 2020 season he led the league in stolen bases with 24 in 59 games He's so quick. He's a great glove in the field. The problem is the guy just can't stay healthy. He tore his ACL April 26th of last year. He barely he didn't even play a month of baseball this past season before he got injured, tore his ACL. He's not going to be ready for opening day. It, they say they're optimistic. I'm not optimistic. He's not going to be ready for opening day because they're not going to rush this guy because he's already had so many injuries. I mean, his, his rookie season, 47 games. 2017, 25, 2018, 75, and then 2019, finally 100.
0: Essentially, this is a guy who you're taking a chance on for a year, see what he has, and maybe maybe if he performs well, maybe you include him in future plans beyond this season, or maybe this is a guy who's just trying to play one year, bet on himself,
1: and go out in the open market and get a deal. I think that that's what it is. He's going to be a free agent after this year, so I think it's just – they're just waiting until Trevor story is ready and then he'll come back. And then they're waiting for Marcelo Meyer. I think that's what the plan is. I mean, the red Sox this, this past week, they had a kind of like a winner meeting where they had fans come players, ownership, general management, and they let it out on the table. They let the fans know what's going on. They let the fans talk to the ownership They let ownership, talk to the fans. And I honestly, I watched it, and I I didn't like it. I didn't really like what happened. So many booze, so many booze. John Henry was eating it, and he didn't say a goddamn word. I still don't believe that they care about this team and that they're going to spend money them. on it's, this team. I, I, I told you this this could be
0: the year that the Red Sox see a decline in it, in uh, home attendance, which sounds crazy from fans. I, I mean, you're still going to get people I still don't think so
1: just because – just because of just because of the stadium. No, I it, understand it,
0: that, but it like,
1: and how small it is is that their attendance like it doesn't matter. It, it it's always going to be high because the place is so small, so they don't really have to pack it that tight. So you know what I mean, right? In um in twenty nineteen,
0: when Alberto played his most games, one hundred and two in a single season, defensively not bad defensively not bad if you look at his defensive run saved in the short term in the early parts of his career when he was in his you know early parts of his 20s you're looking at the negatives so you're looking at a a guy who probably is a defensive liability and now you look at someone who could probably handle the glove pretty well so honestly defense and speed are not going to be the issue here it's going to be the offensive production that's going to be tricky here and you're talking he, about a he's career. He's produced
1: two- offensively, though. He's produced offensively when he came up as a prospect. He was loved because he was a, he was a, he was fast, and the glove was there, and he had power as a shortstop. He had so much power when he came as a prospect. It's just the injuries. It's yeah. the only thing I'm worried about is the injuries. We we are a team who last year saw our entire rotation go down with injuries. Our second baseman went down with an injury. Our center fielder started the year. With an injury. Everyone was injured last year. Why would we go get the most injured man in baseball? Go, p- fucking, go fucking sign Elvis Andres. There's no way he's demanding that much money. This guy must be demanding $50 million. I feel that he's you, not dude. signed to I'd a team pissed. yet. I'd be pissed too. I'm sl- I'd be pissed. Like, I understand. Mondesi was a great prospect. And he's, he's a, he was a very good player. But he can't stay healthy. I would rather have someone who... Has a way lower ceiling and a higher, like just staying healthy. Like, yeah. if, if he's, I'd take a worse player for someone who's going to play 140 games. So, right. This guy's going to play 60 games this year.
0: So, right now, baseball reference has his projected 2023 lines at 235 batting average, 25 RBIs, seven home runs. Uh, Does it, does it give a line for 16 stolen bases? Uh and that's 241 plate appearances.
1: Yeah, which is like 70 games.
0: That's like yeah. That's that's probably like 70 65 games. That's that's embarrassing. Yeah. So you're 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 but you're you know, banking on him to, to come out and have a third first season. Here. So all right, we'll we'll see we'll see what happens on that front. Stay positive Red Sox fan. Hmm. You you never know.
1: I'm just I just have flashbacks of just like twenty twenty one and I'm just like we were not supposed to be as good as we were and we went on that run and it just makes me think anything <laughs> can happen anything still could happen anything can happen anything can happen this is major league baseball if this team is professionals team st- I'm convinced that actually though that this if this team stays healthy, they will compete. They, they may not compete for an AL East title, but they will compete with teams on a day-to-day basis. By the way, I think they may You may not see it in the record. Yeah.
0: No, they'll they'll, they'll, but, they'll definitely – they'll be competitive if they're healthy. They'll be competitive. I think if they Chris will be Sale a team healthy, that you like
1: don't want to play.
0: If Chris Sale is healthy, the rotation is solid, the bullpen is good.
1: I can't believe we am going to t- a year the, the, where the I team feel confident has, about a bullpen. The, 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 the team, the team
0: is young, and it has a lot of potential. So I'm not going to say they're going to be a competitors in the AL East, but they could be uh, trap games for a lot of those teams.
1: Yeah, that's what I mean. I think they're just going to compete on a day to day basis. They're going to be a t- just like a tough, a tough game. You'll probably win a lot of them, but they're going to leave it all game. out in the field. Yeah. Yeah, I like be those. That. We'll be those gritty guys this year. Also,
0: if anyone is watching the uh the video right now, they're just they they've been seeing me for the past like 10 minutes just double fist an iced coffee and like the tallest glass of water. It's 710. Why are you drinking iced coffee? I love coffee? iced coffee, dude. I'm a coffee drinker. I don't know what else to
1: nice. understand. I I know because you have a hat that says coffee, but I love coffee. It's, it's 710.
0: Should we get into uh, Should we get into the the main segment of today? My oh, your my quest, questions. My part of the questions.
1: I'm ready. I've been. I've been. I've been so excited. Questions that was from Daz.
0: That was really cool. Questions from Daz. All right, Zach. So I prefaced this segment with hold on to the Hall of Fame opinions because there's going to be some Hall of Fame questions here. And you kind of answered the question to to begin the show, but I kind of want to hear you reiterate what you had to say again, because it was fun to hear you get pissed off. Zach, (laughs) is the hall of fame voting process flawed compared to the other major sports specifically the pro football hall of fame, the pro basketball hall of fame. Give me your, give me your thoughts.
1: All right. So now, now I understand what you were talking about. This is exactly what we were talking about before. Yeah, it, it, it's extremely flawed. There, There's too many writers that have too much power and they don't know what to do with it and they're assholes about it. It, it. it it ticks me off so much that it just guys have the ability to vote for one player and they only vote for them just because they either they liked them, they played in the town that they write for, uh, or they just were a fan of the player they just vote for one fucking player it's so stupid vote for who you think should be in the hall of fame you know you know what i think you got people you got guys with go ahead go ahead, go ahead. i
0: think there's a a really strong implicit bias that comes along with baseball writers relating to the era that they were they were from so if you have a lot of baseball writers who grew up watching baseball in the 70s and 80s, like they're going to be very old-timey about this game. They're not going to be very progressive with how the game is moving forward in the sense that there's no shot that those guys will ever vote in anybody like an A-Rod, like a Barry Bonds, like a Roger Clemens. And also, the criteria is probably much smaller for guys like Todd Helton or... Billy Wagner to get into the Hall of Fame, when in reality, they probably had Hall of Fame careers. Yeah. Like a guy I immediately think of off the bat is Carlos Beltran. Like, I don't know if a lot of those old-timey baseball writers are going to be jumping to vote him into the Hall of Fame when I personally think, non-biased, objectively, I think Carlos Beltran's a Hall of Famer.
1: See, I, 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 that's, where, that's where we disagree, but I agree with you that there's no shot that any writer is voting him into the Hall of Fame.
0: Well, I think there's going to be people who are going to be voting him in. I just think like the strong majority of baseball writers who grew up in an older era of baseball are not going to view these players like we do, as I'm sure it was when they were growing up and watching people play. So it's, yeah. it's, it's different. I'll move on to the second part of this question, which is my next question. Should A-Rod, Bonds, and Clemens be in? Should there be a separate section for guys who are placed in this steroid era of baseball? So McGuire, Sosa, A-Rod, Bonds, Clemens. like Should there be a steroid section of the Hall of Fame? I know this has been a, a topic forever, but my two cents on this is steroids, whatever you want, it's not going to, steroids aren't going to help you hit a fucking fastball. They're not going to help you throw a hundred miles an hour. You know, steroids don't help you strike a guy out. They're not going to help you lift it. They might help you hit the ball a little farther, but you're still hitting a 99 mile an hour fastball. So from, from pure ability wise, you're still a hall of famer. I just don't understand the huge backlash these guys get
1: you You got no arguments here, I couldn't agree with you more i the steroid era. I understand that what people's problem is with it. I get it. I get it They say it's unfair because some people took them, some people didn't and and whatever but playing the game of baseball is is so hard. you still have to hit you still have to go up there and hit a hundred mile an hour fastball and then if you don't hit it, you gotta look for the 85-mile-an-hour curveball that starts at your eyeballs and ends at your ankles. So forget about steroids. Forget about that. Forget about the muscle and hitting the ball out of the park. Just hitting the ball is so difficult, and the fact that these guys were so good at it, doesn't just because they took steroids doesn't mean they don't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame because they absolutely do. Guys like Bonds, Clemens, you know, these guys deserve to be in the Hall of Fame They had crazy careers. These are – we're talking about some of the best players this sport has ever seen. And just because they they took steroids, they're being penalized to be in the Hall of Fame where they belong, where they would be leaders in the Hall of Fame. These are the best best of the best that were leaving out of the Hall of Fame because they were in the steroid era and they took steroids. It's total bullshit. It's It's total bullshit. It's absolute bullshit. I under like I get the politics of it all and you, like whatever, but but fuck all that. These guys were deserving. Of, these guys are deserving of being in the Hall of Fame. They're some of the best baseball players of all time. Like it's not an exaggeration. Barry Bonds could very well, arguably, be the best play, baseball player of all time.
0: Yeah, Barry Bonds, and I'm not. I'm, I, this, I'm just using Bonds as an example because I think he's like you mentioned. I think he's the probably the best player of all time. He's got to wait till twenty twenty five to get back onto the ballot again. Um, I
1: think by then
0: they have to be letting them in. I think we could have a very different conversation two years from now. I would be curious to. I know. I know. Didn't he get like sixty or fifty percent of the vote? He was. He was gaining votes by the end of his time on the ballot.
1: Yeah, I think. I think the next time he's on it, he'll get in.
0: It's just. I'm hoping. It's just because it, it's the, shocking, the fact that he's man. not
1: in is the fact that he's not in is just. It's stupid. It's it's it's
0: honestly, and this is why I compared it to other sports in the original question is because we're really the only sport that has to have these conversations. You don't see any other sports neglecting their greats out of
1: the Hall of Fame. No, you go. You go to the NBA. They are in love with their greats they're they're having you know nba 75 whatever ceremonies and shit at the all-star game last year and and you know bill russell passed away and everyone's wearing a a a bill russell number on their jersey this year you don't see that in the mlb really they don't really give a shit like they don't really care care about their legends teams care about their legends but the mlb as a whole it's like what who gives a fuck because they just Dog some of these people out of the Hall of Fame when they deserve it. And why would the players care about the MLB if they're doing that to them? I wouldn't. It's a sad. Tom Barry Bonds. I don't give a fuck about the MLB anymore.
0: It's a, it's a sad, unfortunate stain that our game has that there's still a wide portion of the people who are really the backbone of withholding the standards of the Hall of Fame and the league itself are very against perhaps some of the best players to ever play this game. So there's there definitely needs to be some changes on that front before I really feel comfortable in saying that we have a legitimate Hall of Fame because right now we don't. We don't have a legitimate Hall of Fame right now.
1: No, we have we have what they've put together, but that's 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 not the real Hall of Fame.
0: I think you have to tell the story of baseball in a Hall of Fame. You have to tell the story of your sport. And unfortunately, whether you like it or not, the steroid era is a part of this sport, and it will be forever. So you need to add that part of the sport into the Hall of Fame. Agreed. 100%. Moving forward to a different situation within the Hall of Fame. Everyone's aware... How popular sports betting is these days. We sports bet. Pretty much everyone we know sports bets. You can't you, you can't hide from it these days. You turn on the TV, you t- put any pregame show on for any sport out there, they're throwing up betting lines. With this huge addition of marketing for this huge market now to market sports gambling within sports. Should we now take another look at Pete Rose in his situation and say maybe he's a guy who needs to get into the Hall of Fame now? Because I find it very, very annoying. And it pisses me off when this happens. When people shit on Pete Rose and they immediately contradict themselves and say, okay, here's an ad by DraftKings. Or here's, here's well, let's talk about Pete Rose and how terrible of a person he was because he gambled. Now let's talk about the line for the game tonight.
1: Well, I, I think when you talk about Pete Rose with anyone in, you know, who's knows a lot about the MLB and is like deep in the MLB, it's kind of like a touchy subject. And I think it really shouldn't be, I I understand people's problems with Pete Rose because the gambling was not just—he didn't just gamble. He was gambling on his own games, and that—that that was the problem.
0: Yeah, that was um, that was definitely. A, I mean, I'm not I'm that, not excusing that, that's, the behavior that, that's the, or condoning yeah, it. That,
1: that that that's the issue. But to keep a guy like that out of the Hall of Fame for doing that, I think is is blasphemous because this guy was just an absolute incredible player. You can't, you can't deny it, and I don't care that he gambled on his own games. Like I get it, he he served his time for that, and he, and he will live with that. Like, like he had to live with that, whatever. And but put the guy in the fucking Hall of Fame. He gambled on his. He should be in before the steroid guys even, because he didn't do anything on the field really. Like for come 40, on forty
0: two hundred hits. 4200 hits
1: it's so stupid that he's not in, in, in the and Hall this of is him. again it's where I not. go
0: back to that argument where I understand from like a from an ethical standpoint why there needs to be these guidelines to why we shouldn't let somebody in the Hall of Fame but you can't ignore their greatness and you can't ignore the history of the game because whether you like it or not, It was written in some capacity. Pete Rose has made his indelible mark on baseball.
1: You cannot. If someone wants to learn about baseball and they go to the Hall of Fame and learn about baseball, they won't be learning at all because they won't learn about Pete Rose and they won't learn about Barry Bonds because they're not in there. You're not getting the full scope. I'm sure they're I'm sure they're in there, but but they're not really in there. They're not enshrined forever. Exactly. So like it's like who's who are these scumbags? Like they're not in the fucking Hall of Fame, so who are these? Who are these guys? Speaking of the like, fact we, that we're shitting on you, this
0: now, it would be cool to go in the summer when the whole introduction ceremony happens. That'd be cool. Have you ever
1: been to Hall of Fame?
0: Uh I was there I was there when I was like really young. So I I, I, be- yeah, I, I remember too. like a little bit of it, but I not not well enough to appreciate it same i heard it's fun as hell it's like you have to be really into it i think um let me rephrase that i heard it's fun as hell when like there's a lot of action going on yeah like in the summer when everyone's there for like the ceremony but i mean there's one person being elected this year so it's not like it's a yeah, and it's not anybody like... It's not like it's, it's the... Like you it's know what would have been a sick year? with was the, the Ken
1: Griffey, Mike Piazza year. That oh, yeah. would be well, sick. Yeah, that would have been fun. That would have been fun. But unfortunately, we can't go back in time. Or can we? We can try.
0: Eh, it probably wouldn't work. Um, yeah, probably not. Moving on to my next question, Zach
1: move on move on to your next question I want to
0: hear it we had some news earlier in the week which was addressed on our Twitter account follow the Twitter account at talk off pod Angels ownership is not selling the team they have said for now that they are holding on to the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim they're not selling the team does this move by the by Angels ownership make an Otani trade feel more likely or less likely? Now that ownership is halting for a little bit.
1: I love this question, by the way. Thank you. I, I don't think it it, it definitely does not make a trade less likely. I don't think it makes it less likely either. And I. I honestly don't really think it makes it more likely either. I think it's, I think it's just it, it, it's really the same. I think a trade could happen, but I don't think they're going to actively shop him. I think, I think them not selling the team a hundred percent means that he is going to be gone, whether that's in free agency or that's a trade before the deadline. Do I think they should trade him? know honestly because i think whatever they get is probably gonna be bad because we don't know what kind of haul he should get and obviously you should get players for him and not let just let him walk but well we talked I would about this early agency we, with
0: him but we, we we talked about this earlier in the in the offseason about how no matter what trade the angels make if they do make one for otani it's going to be, it's going to be criticized. It's going to be criticized yeah. no matter what, because this guy is a once in a generation player. So no matter what, it's going to be criticized.
1: I think this just a hundred percent means that he is, will not be a Los Angeles angel come 2025 or 2024.
0: I would say I would be leaning towards, yes, he won't be an angel, but I think by ownership, not going anywhere. I think there's deep down a thought within the organization that, Maybe we can keep him long term, because there's no I, way they would stay if they didn't think that this guy wasn't gonna at least entertain the thought of staying.
1: I don't know. I, I, I think I think he wants out, and I, I think he might have stayed for new ownership, depending on who that ownership was. Yeah. But I, I think he wants out. So I I would probably. You know, what, I actually think I, I yeah I. I don't think anything's more likely or less likely, but I I still think there is a definite possible chance about near – oh my god, can I talk? Near the deadline, I think there's definitely a possible chance that the Angels get a lot of calls about Otani, and I don't think they're going to hang up to all of them. I think they're going to listen to quite a few. And they're going to think about quite a few.
0: You know what's going to. You know what this reminds me a lot of, Zach. This reminds me, and I'm not comparing apples to apples here on this, but this reminds me a lot of the Nationals Bryce Harper situation, when there was a lot of talk around the deadline about how they should probably have moved on from him, and he was really close to being traded to the uh, excuse me from the Nationals to the Astros. Really, he was damn close to being traded to the to the Astros. So honestly at this rate I'm I'm not really sure what you do if you're the if you're the Angels <clears throat> I think the smart move is at this rate is you need to have a set in stone plan whether you're going to keep him or you're not and you have to make up your decision now because time is ticking and the longer you wait you risk injury you risk a tough market in free agency if it even lasts that long so it's gonna be, it's. I, I don't know, man. The, the, this Angels team is—they should be good. It really, it really, like, I feel so bad for Angels fans because, like, I'm oh, the, dude, it, it it grinds my gears that they're not good. You have two the two the two best players of our sport on your team right now, and you can't even make the playoffs.
1: It's a it's embarrassing. It's, an and it's embarrassing. not even like make the playoffs. It's like come close. You can't even come close like they're the la- you have the two best players of our generation arguably and you are the laughing stock of the league honestly because of how bad you are yeah yeah you've turned into a uh into a meme literally their team is a meme and it all honestly most of it started with the Anthony Rendon signing how how so I'm curious as soon as they signed Anthony Rendon mm-hmm. everyone everyone all eyes were on the angels right. because they gave him way too much money for having a very good season the season before they signed him he had a great season so they went out and they got him and they gave him way too much money since them everyone since then everyone has seen the angels as clowns because that's been the worst deal in pretty much mlb history because he has played maybe 50 games for them and they haven't been a good 50
0: yeah his last three years three four years in washington and he, he was really good. I mean, won a World Series there, almost won an MVP in Washington too. But the fall off, the cliff, like the decline since coming to to Anaheim is bad, real bad.
1: That's why everybody talks about the Angels because they're locked into this contract with for so much money for someone who does not produce anything. And and they're
0: uh, and they were locked into the pool host deal for a while too. So yeah, and you know what? You know what's interesting about this team is it feels like they almost have to sign. They have to throw like an exorbitant amount of money at these players. When in reality, like you play in California, you're not far from Los Angeles. You 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 you're not in Oakland. You're not in Cleveland. Like. People shouldn't be afraid to go to Anaheim to play.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah, I I do know what you mean. I don't know. I don't know what the problem is. I don't know if it's because, you know, Mike Trout's there. People don't want to go there, get in his way or something. I I don't know. Mm. But all I know is I think Otani is going to be gone. If not by the end of this season, by the start of next season, he'll be gone. Let me
0: move on to the last question here. Excuse me. You're excused. So Manfred recently has talked a lot about expansion to 32 teams. He's talked a lot about it. Yes. Now, I'd like to hear your thoughts on that. And if expansion, which it looks like it's probably coming in the near future. Where should it happen? And honestly, when should it happen? Because we always hear about how we're trying to get more people interested in baseball. And it seems like an easy solution to that is to put it in more people's neighborhood. Put it right in their backyard. Expand the game and branch it across the country. So Zach, where would you would you like to see expansion? And if so, where would you like to see two teams added?
1: All right, great question. By the way, I think this is something not a lot of people talk about actually, and I think it's going to come soon, and I hope it does come soon. I- I'm absolutely on board with expanding the league. I think, you know, I'm really interested to see if it does happen, how it's going to work. How I would be gonna, shocked you know, draft guys if they do it the same way you know NHL NHL teams have done. Right? I would be shocked if
0: we didn't get an expansion team by 2026.
1: I I do think it's coming soon, and you know you you ask where I think it, it will happen. There's two places I got for you. One of them is obviously the mecca of new sport sporting teams, Las Vegas. Yeah, I mean that's now, the Las Vegas immediate. is Las, Las Vegas is interesting because it, it, it's the immediate thing that you think of because a lot of expanded teams have gone there. You know, the Golden Knights, the Raiders. Teams are going to Vegas. And a lot of teams want to go to Vegas. I do think that the only problem with Vegas is there would probably need to be a dome because it would be way too hot for day games. Well, he, I,
0: I, right. Well, here's the, the here's,
1: heat is just too much there, I think.
0: here's the Here's the deal with Vegas. And Manfred has come out publicly and said that 2023 is a massive year for Vegas for baseball. For the main reason that the Oakland Athletics, this is the year where they could break their relocation fee. Yep, and have it be waived if they decide to move to Vegas this calendar year.
1: I, th- I do think a move to Vegas is, is a possibility for for Oakland too because it's Oakland. They get nothing in Oakland, and I do think they should move to Vegas. But you said two, so I do have another one, and yep. I, I I think you would appreciate this, Nashville, Tennessee. I fucking love that. Yes. I I think Nashville needs a team. I think they need a team. They got the Titans down there. They they got, you know, the Memphis Grizzlies. But I think Nashville needs a baseball team. I think it would be great down south to have a baseball team. I think either that or maybe, like, New Orleans. I think something in the south is is what we need. You know, something in that area where, you know, college baseball is bred you know, Vanderbilt's in Tennessee. I think it should be in Tennessee. You know, Vanderbilt is a powerhouse when it comes to college baseball. I think Nashville would be a perfect spot for an expansion team.
0: Dude, so I don't know how how much you've been up to date on this, but when if you have a little downtime and anyone else listening to this, go to MLBMusicCity.com. So there's a whole – I'm, I'm not really up to speed on – who is running this? I'm assuming it's people in the Nashville community. Basically, they're trying to. Their whole brand is represented around the Nashville Stars, which, which at one point was um, a baseball team in the Negro leagues. Um, and some of their players that they had, like listen, listen to some of the players that were that, were, that have played in Nashville: Satchel Page, Jackie Robinson, Willie Mays, Hank Aaron. You're talking about. Four legends. Of, four legends on a on 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 this organization, and now if you bring this team back to life and add it into the city's culture, you I I might have a second favorite. I might have a new second favorite team in the league.
1: Honestly. That's what I'm saying. You're, you're opening the league to so many people who who support college baseball teams or support teams that are not in their state. They want to support teams in their state. I mean uh speaking for me and you, both live in Connecticut, we have no no team. If a team moved to Connecticut, not maybe not moved, but if they added a new team in Connecticut, I would probably become a fan of that team. Maybe they wouldn't be my favorite team, but I would definitely become a fan and I would go to their games and I'd probably buy shit just because I live in the state. It's perfect idea to put a team in Tennessee where the market is high for baseball with Vanderbilt being there and there's no team.
0: Yeah, and they're so on this website they do make it clear that their goal is to bring a team to Nashville whether that happens to be starting a new franchise or relocating a current franchise to Nashville. The vision is just to build a stadium, get people there, create create a sense of community around this team. Like th- dude, this this would be so cool. It would be so this cool. This would be so cool in like the city of Nashville is, in my opinion, one of the greatest places on this planet. So adding another sports team to that, I'm, I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it right now. Goosebumps thinking <laughs> think, about it. I'm so fired up. It's, Manfred, it's please perfect. put a team in Nashville. Please. please. We need it. Bring Probably baseball it. back to Nashville, please.
1: Was that five? That was five. What did you think of those? You like those? I liked them. You went a different route than Thanks, me, and I, I liked it. I liked
0: it. Thanks, man. Should we, uh, should we move into some Florida Man Friday?
1: Let's do it. My absolute favorite, powered by Riverside.
0: So that was our pick song for that. We don't have producer Jake here today.
1: I was really hoping you weren't going to point it out. I wasn't going to. I thought we were just going to play it no,
0: off. No, I think we have to I think we have to I think this is a testament to how good Jake is.
1: This is a testament to how good Jake is. This is
0: this is a testament to how good Jake is and how all this, right. this is why I'm not
1: in control of this, which the I am. people got to give they got to give they got to give us a break, all right? You know. Get It's your first time, Chris. I, we, they're proud of you. I bet. I bet they're all proud of you. There you go. I,
0: I felt like I, I felt like I deserved that. I felt like I deserved.
1: You it. did just. Yeah, you deserve that. I deserve. You know that. what else you deserve? You deserve to go first on Florida Man Friday. Go to. Go ahead. All right. So
0: my Florida Man Friday is drunk. Florida Man winds up arrested over bacon. Zach, you know me. I love bacon. Who doesn't? So this guy was intoxicated at a Waffle House, which which is not out of the ordinary. And when the officers arrived, the man was yelling at the staff about his order, saying, in quote, you better cook that fucking bacon right. Whoa, man. Was it under? Settle under down. Overcoat. Settle down there. Settle down there. According to the Tampa Free Press, he was also yelling at the workers and threatening them. When the man asked officers, when the man asked by officers to come outside, the police said he refused to leave and was ultimately arrested and tased, charged with disorderly intoxicating disorderly, disorderly intoxication. Just don't people be, go crazy. Just don't be mean about bacon, man. Bacon's supposed people to be go happy. crazy
1: for for literally anything. Bacon for, is supposed for the to stupidest be stupidest shit.
0: Bacon is supposed to be a happy thing be nice waffle to, be house nice is to supposed
1: people. to be a happy it's supposed, supposed to be a happy place well
0: i've been to waffle house once and it was in, I was waffle house in florida and literally like i've never been served by nicer nicer people in my life and it was the food it's was
1: supposed to be a, the food was supposed to be a, a great place where you're supposed to go and eat a meal and live your life and just and just live and ha- be happy be happy don't don't yell about bacon this world needs more love and more bacon, Zach. That's true. You know what else it needs? What does more Florida need? men. More needs- Florida men. Let's hear it. So, the title of my article, not a long article, but it's definitely an interesting one and an interesting title. Florida man stole truck, attempted to break into military base to warn of fight between aliens and dragons.
0: That's so, – wait, wait. Can you repeat that one more time? He was.
1: <clears throat> I will. I will. I will repeat it for you. Don't worry. Florida man okay. stole a truck. Yep. And then attempted to break into a military base to warn of fight between aliens and dragons. I mean, to
0: be fair, if that was a situation where it wasn't the boy who cried wolf and this was real, like
1: hats off to him for I mean, warning people. If it was him. Like if that was real, props to him. Good job. Good job, man. But it wasn't it, it wasn't. Did you and fact check that? It, ar- did
0: you fact check that it didn't happen?
1: Uh everyone the, the, the article says it didn't happen. Okay, then uh. so he he did he did get arrested because okay. he stole that truck. Okay. And he uh yeah, he got charged with grand theft and I feel bad for the guy. Clearly there's something wrong with him. I don't believe they found any evidence of dragons. OK, um, well, that's uh, that's
0: I, that was my main concern out of the article, because I, like um, we're, we're skipping I, over the major part here that we might have discovered dragons.
1: I don't believe there was any evidence of aliens either. So I think, well, there's definitely um,
0: aliens, Zach.
1: Maybe, maybe some acid. Uh, Other than that, I have no idea. We're a non acid podcast. Well, we don't live in Florida, so it's OK. OK, fair enough.
0: Should we now get into some pics? Yeah, let's get into (laughs) pics. Let's get into some (laughs) pics.
1: Whoa! What is this? Yeah! Apparently we got new pics music.
0: Should we I want call producer, no, we call no, producer I, Jake and ask him for uh, a live? No, he's tonight? at the game. Oh, he's <laughs> he's at, a, at the game. He's at the game. Well, it's a time difference.
1: I I want everyone out there to know that before we recorded, producer Jake said, if you don't want to do the music, I can just do it post. No, I wanted, Chris, I wanted to do it. Chris, do. before the episode, decided that he was okay doing it. He could do it. And this is twice that he's been wrong. But we still love him. Give yourself a round of applause. Give yourself a round of applause. There you go. It'll be okay. Producer Jake will be back next week. Thank God.
0: Thank God. Thank God. Producer Jake will be back. But Would Zap, you like to
1: go first with your pick or do you want me to? Yeah, I'll go first. Okay, you go first. My first pick God, is Jake. Providence.
0: Money line against Villanova. I'm taking oh. the alumni Friars again, baby. They're on the road against Villanova. And Villanova is really not that good this year. Uh, I did take Villanova last Friday. One off of them. And now I'm going against them again, baby. I'm rolling with the Friars money line this Sunday against Villanova.
1: Nobody likes the Friars. Nobody. Nobody. Just losers. But real men, real men, like the Marist Red Foxes. That's right. We're going back to it another Friday. Roll Foxes, the alma mater, going up against Ryder, minus 2.5. Riders 2.5. Marist plus 2.5 is my pick. They're going to win. They're at home. They're the best team ever. My alma mater. I went to college there. I love it. I love it. Their basketball team is the best. 7-11 and 11 this year. What a team. I'm going to win. I'm definitely not on a three-game losing streak in picks. I love it.
0: Wait. who Ryder. What What's that? What, what was it? Marist. No. Who do they plus play? Who do they play? who do they play?
1: Sorry. Ryder. I barely know her. I knew you were going to do that, actually, and I just went. I, I literally let you do it, and I knew you were going to do it. I hate you.
0: Now we're getting back into the most unlucky segment in the absolute oh, world.
1: Yeah. Honestly, people should just stop listening right now.
0: Yeah, honestly, just skip skip this part. Go on about the rest of your Friday. Have fun. Do your thing this weekend because
1: we're probably yeah, not going to hit this. This is depressing. What was the number twenty eight? Twenty eight. 28 is the number today for roulette, and there's absolutely no shot that we're going to get it. Can you tell me when we're suck. spinning?
0: Because I want to add the drum roll. I think that would be really cool.
1: I will tell you when we're spinning. All right, drum roll. All right, we are spinning, we are spinning, we are spinning, we are spinning.
0: Zero. And it's zero, which I don't think we've gotten before.
1: Which, oh, you'll never guess what's right next to zero. Shut up. Is it 28? It's fucking twenty
0: eight. Oh my dude,
1: this is every time. This is every time now. This is stupid. We're on a streak. We're on a streak. We're not doing this anymore. It's because we're doing it on fucking DraftKings. That's why they're playing games with me. This is this is bad. This is stupid. No, it's just it's not bad. It's just dumb.
0: All right, everybody. Well, that is our show for this Friday. Join us back on Tuesday where we will well this is this is going to be a good weekend. I'm I'm feeling it. We've got championship Sunday this week for football. College hoops, good some some good hot college hoops games on this weekend. Maybe we'll have some Chris more baseball some, some news. college hoops. Maybe we'll have some more baseball news next Hopefully week. Hopefully
1: we get some uh, final World Baseball Classic uh, rosters getting out pretty soon.
0: Yeah, everybody, just remember, you're one day closer to opening day than you were yesterday.
1: Yeah, we are. Thanks, everybody. Love you guys.